Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chris. And uh, yeah, here I am. I'm back. Yay! <laughs> Lindsay's back. I'm back. Uh, I want to thank Chris for doing the fireside chats for the last few weeks while I have been dealing with things in my life that required me to not be here. How are you holding up? Um, I'm just moving forward. That's the goal is just to keep going forward. Um, I, it, it, you know, when they say it rains, it pours, a lot happened, uh, all at once, very quickly. And, um, some good, some bad. And so, yeah, I've just been trying to, you know, remain a human and be decent and continue and not take out my personal issues on other people. How have you been holding up? Um, a couple days of particularly dark uh, thoughts, feelings, emotions. Uh, a lot of really uh, shitty thought patterns. Um, yeah, the, the hopelessness. Got pretty pretty hardcore, uh, I would say. And uh, is there anything that usually triggers off your cycle? Yeah, usually um, it's a, it's a fact. It's a couple of things for me. Usually it's uh, overworking, mm-hmm. which ironically enough is also a source of happiness. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like as soon as I'm not working, then immediately I feel despair. Mm. Or as soon as I'm not doing something productive, I'm immediately in despair. So, as soon as I stop feeling useful, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, I, I have no purpose of being. I have no reason to be here. I get that. But how about you? What are you, uh, what is the today <laughs> currently feeling? I mean, yeah, no, I'm not doing super great today. I'm, I'm very angry today. Um, kind of noticed. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just feeling particularly pissy. And I think that's normal with everything. So this episode's on being overwhelmed. And I think we've done one overworked. This one particularly is just when there's the stuff happening everywhere in mm-hmm. your personal life and your work life. And um, so what happened with me a few weeks ago was my grandmother got very sick. And she's someone who I look up to ex- just and it's an incredible woman, the glue that holds our family together. Um, and she got sick and we, you know, she's very stubborn and we finally got her to agree to go to the hospital. They treated her terribly, mm-hmm. came out that she did have pneumonia and they did not send her home with oxygen and she died that night. Um, so, and it was not, a, I did not expect it. I expected she got home with antibiotics. She went to bed. There are people there with her. She would be okay. Um, and that wasn't the case. And that was not the case. And my mom was on the way. She was flying up to Alaska. She was in the airport, um, one flight in already when she got the news. She was at the Seattle airport when she found out. Um, and so, and we were all planning this huge family trip to go up there to see my grandma. She's kind of amazing. She was a homesteader. She went up to Alaska when, um, it was a territory when it wasn't a state and with really not much in the way of money or, you know, anything going for her. And she kind of carved out this legacy for our family and the amazing part of history. And, um, 
And so this, she was just kind of this, one of the reasons why I am the way I am was because I would go out to the woods once every summer and get toughened up by the Alaskan kids, you know, <laughs> like go out <laughs> fishing and make my own food out of the fish that I caught and help around the homestead. And so, and so it's kind of this whole thing as any of you know, when you've lost someone's what the person's lost, you know, gone, but also what happens with the home, what happens with this place that you used to go to that's the last bastion of your childhood. Um, and, you know, knowing my mom was already on her way up there and she was alone, having to deal with that uh, in an airport was horrible. Uh, I was also dealing with really toxic roommates at the time. It got to a point where no one was talking to each other. The house was filthy. And so I had to get the bravery up to say, hey, guys, I need to move out before the lease is out. And I tried to offer some money. It actually went better than expected. And they for they said, go ahead and move out. So I was... In the midst of preparing to move out, my grandmother passed and um, some job changes. Which, mm -hmm. So those were positive. But, you know, with any change, it's very difficult. It takes an enormous amount of energy. Mental, physical, you name it, it's all there. Right. And um, I was not, I don't know, you know, people, you know that your grandparents are going to pass. I mean, everybody knows it logically. And even if someone's sick and you're watching them go downhill for even a long period of time, once it happens, that's the only time when you can fully feel the morning of it. Yeah. And it's absolutely uncontrollable. And, um, you know, you never know when it's going to hit you, when you're going to have a total breakdown where you cannot stop yourself from crying. And I don't like crying in front of people I don't know. I think it's embarrassing and it's weak. And, um, you know, nobody wants to see a hysterical person at the grocery store. So, you know, I, I tried to kind of seclude myself. And um, so with the moving and um, trying to help my family while my mother was away dealing with stuff and everything. And then I had to myself move home because I didn't have another place to go to. Um, and, you know, as much, and I'm so thankful that I have a place to go to if things don't work out with my current situation. And I'm so grateful to my family for welcoming me back home. You know, I'm 30. I don't want to have to move home over and over. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's sort of a source of embarrassment. I think I, I was raised to think, you know, independence is proof that you are being successful. And I feel very much that I am not a successful person. So, um, and I do have a new job opportunity. It's one of those things where the pay right now is not great at all. In fact, it's more of like a, you get a little bit of money and you get to do these really cool events. And if you can make something out of this, if we can get a following, et cetera, then we can, um, um, start actually having some more real pay. So it's a lot of work for nothing, not nothing really. And it doesn't even cover some of my bills really like maybe one or two and I've got like three part-time jobs right now and I just I'm not making money um I'm mourning the death of my grandmother and my hero and I feel like I'm trying to balance a lot of things and I'm just completely overwhelmed yeah when you reach that kind of point where there's just everything is going not even against you up down left right all directions you feel like you're being drawn and quartered it, it's it's 
even with the positive things in your life, it's hard to even imagine half of the time when you, like, how do you breathe? Like, you forget how to breathe. You forget how to do basic human things, especially with with mourning. You 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 don't know which stage of mourning you're going to hit this next minute, let alone this next day, this next week. You could be sad. You could be angry. You could be bargaining you could any number of different different steps or attitudes or moods yeah and they'll hit you rapid fire yeah and i think it's hard when you just don't feel like um especially business-wise that you're appreciated like that the work that you're doing is good you know nobody in my new jobs is like hey you guys are doing a great job um I'm proud of myself because I pitched this idea to this person and they said, yes, absolutely. I basically am trying to up this person's social media and like, you know, get it really going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really exciting. I mean, I got sent to Orlando, Florida to interview Josh Cooley, who is the director of um, Toy Story 4 and the producers on a one-on-one. I sat in with Keanu Reeves, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, um, uh, Christina Hendricks, uh, you know, all these people who, um, oh, and Annie Potts. And I, and I mean, it's like, so it's like, it's so cool, right? I got to go most expenses paid to Orlando, Florida, interview these people. How incredible. I don't have any fucking training in how to do this. Like, I went there blind. I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing it. And like, I had some prep with like, I got sent an email of some questions I could ask. And you know, so before I go there, I try to shop for Orlando humid fucking horrible nightmare weather <laughs> and buy myself some nice clothing because when you gain weight you always hope that you're going to lose it and fit back into your nice clothes and so you don't necessarily buy yourself new clothing to make yourself and your body that you're currently living in look good so I have a bunch of shit that's really cute on someone who's about two sizes smaller than I am right now mm-hmm. so being realistic with what my body weight is right now what I look like in certain clothing trying to find myself something that looks good and professional good for social media trying to put together all this stuff, figuring out. And of course, I was supposed to come home on a Saturday night and I got trapped in Orlando, Florida because there were storms at the airport that kept delaying my flight for about six hours. I was delayed and then finally they just canceled it. And I was, so I didn't even get back in time to do the podcast. No. <laughs> um, and that's scary. Change for me is hard and uncomfortable. And, you know, nobody trains you like, okay, you're an adult. You're in an airport in the middle of the night in a state where you don't know anybody and you've got to figure out how you're going to get a hotel and where you're going to go and if you can get a flight and if you can't, you know, just like, you know, just nobody, you just, you're just kind of trying shit. Nobody really knows how to do any of this stuff really the right way. And I felt like I did it the wrong way because I went with another airline and anyway, long story short, I have to figure out like how to get Delta to play my flight that I got with another airline. And it's like, and then having a boss be like, well, you did it the wrong way. Like, you should have done it this way. It's like, well, that's great. Cool. Nice for telling. But, Thanks for you telling know, me. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, yeah. So it's, I think I'm just feeling totally underappreciated for work stuff. Lost. Um, and I just feel like shit about myself. I feel like I'm fucking fat. I feel like I'm not where I want to be physically at all. And I have no idea how I'll ever get to the place I want to be because I have no motivation I just don't have any fucking motivation and I'm tired of being, of complaining about it. I feel like shit about where I am, where I'm living. I don't want to 
have to keep moving home. I've had to move home so many times and it's my fucking fault. It's my own fucking fault because I haven't focused on my career. I focused on experiences and relationships. And part of that was because I was depressed and I didn't know and I didn't have help and I had PTSD and I didn't know and I didn't have help. And all of the, all of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast is because we've had years and years of like going to therapy or talking to other people about it, trying to learn about it. And I didn't have a podcast I listened to that like <laughs> helped. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I, I watched a YouTube video once where a girl was talking about her depression and I was like, oh shit, I'm not totally alone. That's actually what inspired this podcast. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, when you're at a point in your life, because everybody goes through these points, all of us go through points in life where you are totally overwhelmed because life doesn't stop. Right. And good things, bad things. The only fairness in life is that life doesn't choose when good things or bad things happens to any of us. We, it just happens. Right. Mm -hmm. We and good people, bad people, mediocre people. We all get we all get shit on sometimes. We determine whether it's good or bad most of the time. And it's like, oh, yeah, this thing that others would find good. This is fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, especially, yeah. like, new new career opportunities. It's like, everybody wants to congratulate you, and you're like, no, I'm fucking terrified. What are you talking about? Terrified and making 500 a month. I get a stipend. That's it. You yeah. know? So, like, I'm running a social media. I'm working every day. I'm emailing people constantly. I'm trying to set up things that, with people, giants in the industry, totally freaked out, making no money, having no idea if, if this is going to go anywhere. I've got 90 days to prove myself. I've got my money running out. I mean, it's like, could this be an amazing lifetime opportunity? Yes. yes. Am I thankful for it? Of course. Mm -hmm. I'm also terrified and don't know what I'm doing. Yep. Um, and I think in some ways, I feel, you know, you feel like a failure when you're trying to be in any, I'm sure in any walk of life, but especially with artists, we, you just kind of try to make stuff happen. And especially when it's your own idea and your own art, your own project, um, you never really know if you're making it or not, and you never know when to quit. Like, do I stop at this point? And I look at myself like, hey, I'm 30. I've got to be serious. Do I go back to college? Do I go into a career where I go in every day, nine to five, and make actual money because I have no money right now? Mm -hmm. You know, at what point do I give in to what I think would be healthy societally-wise? That's a really good question, too. Like, we are inundated constantly uh this generation and the generation that's going to follow us with the idea of success and you know you're 30 why aren't you married and with 2.5 kids mm -hmm. or you know maybe it's more career wise aren't why aren't you starting your own business or blah 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 not on the cards yeah that's not in the cards anymore that that's that's it's things that are like Sure, it might be for some folks. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not the American dream anymore. Now no. the American dream is just Survive. to be able to afford your apartment. Yeah. And and honestly, like I'm in the boat with you. I feel like garbage about my body, garbage about my life choices, garbage about whole bunch of shit. Like I can't even like I've been I've been on two dates recently. Mm -hmm. And both times there was a point during those dates where I just went, what the fuck am I doing here? Why? Because why the fuck would I want to do that to myself? Why would I, I want to try and 
<laughs> it always comes down to me in my head going, why the fuck do I want to try and put this on somebody? Mm. <laughs> why, why would I? And for those listening, because this isn't video, I just gestured to myself outwards. Why would I want to put this on somebody? So, like, I understand. Yeah. Above all else. And you know that our listeners, you know that there are hundreds, thousands of people out there who are going to be like, yeah. Same. And that's... That's okay. You gotta feel what you're gonna feel. Yeah. I think it's it's also hard for me with... Um, you know, I've been dating the same person now for about like seven, eight months. And go, going through... And I've actually had... A, we've had a lot of messages from people who go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Is where you numb the person out. And you know that you care about the person. Or you love the person. And you want the person... But you just can't feel it right now. Mm-hmm. And it takes on this weird, like, I think one of the, one of the emails I got said, yeah, it like turns into this, like they're my pet or something. It's so weird where it's like, <laughs> I care for you, but I have no interest in you. And it's, it's not that I have no interest in my partner. It's just like I can't connect the way I was connecting just a few weeks ago, you know. And I, and I don't know if it's an overwhelming thing. Like I'm just too, there's just, I have no spoons there's no spoons left. They're gone. They're mm-hmm. not even like being washed anymore and recycled. They're just gone. I've got no- I'm just running on caffeine and sleeping pills and to-do lists. So I make sure I get what I need to get done. <laughs> and it's like I when I got taken out to a movie and it was like, yeah, it was fun. And yeah, this person who has no depression is growing in their feelings and excited for the future. And I can't even, all I can see are criticisms. All I can see are, like, things that I have problems with in the relationship. And that makes me feel like shit. Like, I want to just have fun and let it be enjoyable and nice. And all I can be like is, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're not making enough money together. And we're not, you know. And it's so sh- such a, it's such an ugly place to be when you're supposed to be having this beautiful budding romance with somebody who's done nothing wrong. Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. And, yeah, I don't, I try not to pick fights. I try to be honest. Thank God. Thank God I'm at a place where I'm strong enough and more aware enough to be able to say, hey, right now I'm just not connecting to you in the way that I want to and it has nothing to do with you. I am just, I think I'm depressed. And I hate admitting over and over again that I am just depressed. What, uh, what, if anything, have you been doing to get by? What's been keeping you afloat besides the aforementioned caffeine sleeping pills? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, you just, you have to keep going, I guess, with like, especially with the work thing. I mean, I just got back. Mm-hmm. Um, having projects that I have to do. Um, we're setting up a studio. So like painting the wall, like I have to go, you know, just having to-do lists and working my way through them. Um, my partner set up my gaming computer, which has been nice. So I actually like have a spark of looking forward to playing a video game at some point, And that's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I just don't have the luxury to lay in bed and not do anything right now, because if I want anything to happen, I just have to keep trekking forward. And when you live at home, my mom is 
this incredible force of nature. She's a type A personality and she just gets things done. And so there really is no just hanging out and moping in your bedroom when you're <laughs> moved back home on somebody else's rules and timelines. So, yeah. and I have a little sister who wants to hang out with me. And, um, you know, I have family coming in in a few weeks and I have, I'm surrounded by people who love me and who are understanding of me, but who are also pushing me. Yeah. And so, Honestly, that's probably what's getting me through. And I haven't really sat with myself and really been like, how am I doing at all? Like, this is probably the first time I've really sat and thought about it for a while. I've been constantly surrounded by people. Even when I'm in, like, bed alone, I'm either watching a YouTube or on the phone with somebody until I fall asleep. I have just I just can't afford to be alone right now, I think, is what's... Yeah. There's nothing worse when you're feeling that way. Yeah, well, it's just it's just too much to deal with right now. Yeah. Um, and I and I and I mean, I've had times alone, like there's times where I was driving the car with no music on, um, or you know, I I don't know. I need to take some introvert time because if you guys can't tell, I am completely fried. <laughs> I have not <laughs> been alone. It's like a good and a bad. I haven't been alone at all. I need to be alone. Um, yeah. 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 You got to go for like a late night drive, windows down. <laughs> if I could afford the gas, I would. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ain't that the fucking truth of it? Of course, I could go on a walk, but, you know, I hate moving. <laughs> I mean, the reality is like I like I, I there are things I like to do physically. It just does not involve walking in the heat in California. No. I mean, that's the thing. I always wish I could take, like, night walk, like night hikes. But, you know, then you get eaten by a bear. So, <laughs> you know, we're not even in an area where bears live. A bear will find me. It'll that's just the way me. that's going to work. So, yeah. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Hey! Hey! So, all that said, though, you're not hopeless. You're not feeling hopeless, right? You got some, some light. It's it 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 kind of pendulum swings between being absolutely like I am absolutely never going to make enough money. This relationship is not going to work. I'm never going to get to a place where I love my body. And pendulum swinging over to I am going to make this work. I am going to get a job. And if this job doesn't work, I will make another one that it will work for me. Or I will find one. Um, that I am not stuck in a loop. I am not in a cage. I can keep going forward. It just requires to continue and not give up. So it's kind of a back and forth. Sometimes that's just where you got to be. I mean, that's just sometimes you don't have a choice. So I don't think... Um, there's necessarily like a, well, how do you fix this? Or how do you, you know, it's like you just get through it because that's what you do. You just get through it and then there will be good times and there'll be times to look forward to and times where you're thankful for what you have. There's times where you're going to be hurting and that you don't like yourself and it's going to hit you harder than other people because you're depressed and it's going to be harder for you sometimes. And that just means that you have to get stronger sometimes and sometimes you're going to fall apart. And that's just when you can rely on the people that you've, collected around you and that's why it's so important to get rid of toxic people because you don't have the luxury to keep people who drain you in your life no absolutely not you know recently i've had somebody come back or try to 
um, touch base with me. And I'm sure there's probably some... Well, actually, I have no idea. This person was a really toxic influence in my life for many, many, many years. And I also cared for them deeply. And I've had to really sit with myself and be like, yes, I like to make amends. And yes, I like things to be good. But I don't feel like this is a time to do that. And it's not emotionally safe for me to do anything like that. Like, there's no point in opening up right now. No. There's no reason. Um, and that's very, very good of you yeah. to make that call. Like, when when you've had a long and incredibly full history with someone yeah. and things turn toxic and you, you'll have those times where you miss that person and you want to get, you know back with them in whatever capacity it is. Yeah. You just wish things could be the way they were. Yeah. But they're not sometimes capable of that. Whether you're not capable, they're not capable, or the relationship itself was toxic from the beginning or only got toxic at the end. It does not matter. You cannot do that to yourself. It's so important Yeah. to know what your limits are, what your boundaries are. And I think also in this time, I'm trying really hard, more than I've t tried in the past, to be aware of the people around me in terms of how am I treating them. Yes. You know, like, I, am I trying to um, criticize and pick fights with my partner because I'm not happy with who I am, not because I'm not happy with who he is? Am I being helpful enough with my mom or am I just like, oh, I'm living with my mom, she'll take care of, you know, the dishes tonight. You know, like, <laughs> am I being helpful Am I, or am I allowing myself to just shut down? Look, it's easy when you're not doing okay emotionally to just give up totally, but it's actually not going to make you feel any better because what ends up happening for me is I just lay around feeling even worse about myself. So it's like at least I am trying to not bring, not allow myself to like overflow on other people. And yeah. it's different than like not asking for help. It's just I'm not trying, I'm, I don't know how to say it right. You're not trying to take the negativity that's inside of yeah. you and distribute it to those around yeah. you. Yeah, and I'm trying to be aware of like, oh, I had this negative thought. Is that actually my depression or is that a reality right now? Yeah, is it something that is based in fact or something yeah. that is based in truth, yeah. quote unquote? So to get through being overwhelmed and having everything fall apart, I recommend highly to-do lists. <laughs> because I also have a weird memory when I'm depressed. I don't know if you guys do, but you'll like you'll think of a million things and then they're gone. They're just gone because mm -hmm. you have so much uh, inundation of everything that your emotional bandwidth is low. And and so anyway, having just like laundry, take a shower today, call your insurance. You know, just like oh these things. And do you have to do all of them? No, but getting through a couple, it'll feel good to check them off. I like checking off things. I couldn't agree more. I'm a it was. Person. It was one of the few things that helped me kind of get my shit going again. Yeah. It was just going, okay, wake up. Take your vitamins. Yeah. Do it, motherfucker. <laughs> That's the other thing is like, yeah, you're, you will try to talk yourself out of doing things. And you just got to be like, listen, I know you don't want to do this right now, but you're going to. Mm -hmm. And then once you've done that, you can go and you can read a chapter of your book or you can go and watch an episode of this. And then you're going to put a fucking timer and you're going to get up and you're going to change your laundry. Yeah. <laughs> So, guys, that's where I've been, and that's what I've been dealing with. And we appreciate the emails that we've gotten. I know it's scary to um, reach out to somebody that you don't know. Usually I talk myself out of messaging people. I'm like, oh, they'll never write me back. Or, 
oh, they don't want to hear from me. Um, I'm nobody. But it really motivates me. And I know it motivates Chris to hear yeah. from you guys. Because there's times where we're like, why are we doing this? This is a shot in the dark. And then we get an email saying, it helped me. It's just nice to hear you guys talk about it. We're here for you. So we will, if you write to us, it might be a couple days. It might be a week. But we will write you back. Yep. We usually try to, on recording day, just go through the emails and just be like, okay, let's see if there's anything we've missed this week. Yeah. And... Because we're not paid for this podcast. We um, don't really... We have other very full lives, obviously. So there's times where we just don't get back to people right away. But it's not because of you. No. It's because of us. (laughs) And we know you guys are super cool. And we are thankful for every one of you. Believe it. Believe it or not. Yes. But uh, as for us, follow us on Instagram at Hey Who Podcast. Like the Facebook page. Subscribe to the subreddit. I swear to God, we will use it at some point. Um, and if you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, don't, don't tell, tell us, us to just get, get over it. it.